Today on the newscast are Israel's new government and the Biden administration on a collision course. Get my take next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. As we predicted a few weeks ago here on the newscast, relations between Benjamin Netanyahu's new Israeli government and the Biden administration are already showing signs of tension. We've got the latest updates for you. Before I dig into it, I just want to encourage you to subscribe to the Watchman News channel right here on YouTube and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Hey, we've got some great things planned for 2023, and we look forward to having you here with us as Watchmen and Women on the Wall, shoulder to shoulder, for such a time as this. Okay, let's break down this U.S.-Israel relationship. The first visit to the U.S. by a minister in the brand new Israeli government went down yesterday, Ron Dermer, the Minister for Strategic Affairs and a very close confidant and advisor to Prime Minister Benjamin Bibi Netanyahu, was in Washington, D.C. He was meeting with senior White House and State Department officials. Now, Dermer reportedly was here to talk about a few issues. Number one, of course, Iran and Iran's nuclear program, how to counter that. Number two, the Palestinian issue. And number three, how to advance the Abraham Accords. Now, it's unclear how his talks went, but Ron Dermer, who you've seen on the show here in the past and who you will see in a minute, I believe we are in for rocky times once again. And I say that for a few reasons. Number one, the Biden administration eventually, folks, will resume its push to renew that Iran nuclear deal. Right now, it looks like that nuclear deal is dead in the water as Iran is cracking the skulls of protesters in the streets of Iran right now. The Iranian regime, I should say, cracking down brutally, murdering protesters. So right now, they they are radioactive, no pun intended, when it comes to diplomatic relations and trying to revive that Iran nuclear deal. But if and when things do die down a bit in Iran. And we hope that doesn't happen, by the way. We are praying for the brave Iranian people who are rising up against this regime. But if things were to die down, folks, you just know that the Biden administration and Europe are waiting for an opening to revive those talks with the Iranian regime. They want a nuclear deal. Does the West at all costs, including the cost of their own dignity and self-respect. Needless to say, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is adamantly opposed to any kind of Iran nuclear deal, and Ron Dermer will certainly, or did certainly, make that clear uh, in his meetings with Biden administration officials. But you see that collision course there again, folks, because remember, the initial uh, incarnation of that Iran deal in 2015 Prime Minister Netanyahu came to the United States and spoke against it before a joint session of Congress, which did not please the Obama administration. And you can expect more opposition, rightfully so, from Israel if Biden tries to revive this this deal. So that's one source of coming animosity. The second source, the Palestinian issue. Look, the Biden administration is still hell-bent on the two-state solution, and it's all they're talking about. And we have the Palestinians 
kind of upping their game against Israel, the Palestinian Authority in particular, now approaching the uh, International Court of Justice, or ICJ. Basically, they want the ICJ. And, and the Palestinians do this a lot. They go to international bodies like the UN, the ICJ, to seek condemnations of Israel. Now, they want the ICJ to basically say that Israel's so-called occupation in Judea and Samaria, the biblical heartland, the world calls it the West Bank here in the newscast, we call it Judea and Samaria because that's what the Bible called it, oh, I don't know, 3,000 years ago when the Jewish people were living there. But they want the ICJ to classify Jewish communities there in Judea Judea and Samaria as illegal occupation outposts. Judea and Samaria and Iran will be the main issues. And how could I forget to mention the Temple Mount, which the Biden administration has been hammering Israel over, saying, don't you dare change the status quo. Jews can't pray on the Temple Mount, heaven forbid, even though Jews prayed there 3,000 years ago. Both Jewish temples stood there. Jesus taught in that second temple. God's divine presence dwelt in the first temple. But no, no, Jews can't pray atop the Temple Mount. Folks, you're, you're seeing a groundswell among Jews in Israel to change that so-called status quo that the Biden administration and the world are desperately clinging to. So we're watching that as well, the Temple Mount issue, another point of contention uh, between Israel and the Biden administration. A lot going on. I mentioned Ron Dermer, the first minister from this new Israeli government to visit the U.S. I thought it'd be a good idea considering that to throw to a clip from a recent interview I did with Dermer in Jerusalem for The Watchman, where he talked about Iran, the Abraham Accords, and what comes next with the Biden administration. Take a look. I have to ask you about another issue you know very well, the U.S.-Israel relationship. Of course, you were ambassador to the U.S. for seven, eight years, was it? Seven and a half. What a run. You lay out, obviously, Iran, the Abraham Accords, and furthering the Abraham Accords, Do you think the Biden administration, clearly on a different page with Iran and the approach to Iran, are you a bit concerned that the Biden administration does not seem to have really taken a major effort to advance the Abraham Accords? They've said, well, the Abraham Accords are a good thing. But did you think that by now we may have seen more countries come into the fold already? No, I didn't. Uh, In fact, when I left as ambassador, my last day was the inauguration of President Biden. It was on January 20th. I remember I came back to the embassy and I got a call from the new Middle East director of the White House. And he said, Mr. Ambassador, you're my first call that I'm making from the White House. And I said, sir, you're my last call I'm taking as ambassador. So January 20th, 2021 was my last day being Israel's ambassador. And I gave a a couple of exit interviews at the time. And they asked me, who's next? I said, no one is next. And the reason why no one's next is one problem that the Biden administration had. They were appeasing Iran. When you appease Iran, you actually shrink all of the political space. You take all of the oxygen out of the room for an Arab leader to stand with an Israeli leader to make peace. Because what Trump did, and we're grateful for Trump for doing this in the Trump administration, on September 15, 2020, Trump is standing next to Netanyahu and next to the foreign ministers of the United Arab Emirates in Bahrain at the White House when they signed the Abraham Accords. 
The Abram Accords do not happen without tacit Saudi support. They're the invisible hand of the yes. whole peace agreement. If you fly from Israel to the Emirates or Israel to Bahrain, you got to cross Saudi airspace. It's no peace without them, without at least them giving a green light. They haven't made the decision themselves, but the Saudi leadership understood that this peace was in their interest. When that happened, that picture you see in the White House, when they signed the Abraham Accords, what they understand back in Riyadh and what they understood back in Dubai and in Abu Dhabi and in Bahrain and elsewhere was that standing at the White House were two people, Netanyahu and Trump, who were confronting their worst enemy, that was Iran. Right. They weren't appeasing Iran. Netanyahu was doing all these operations in Syria, bombing Iran, taking military action almost daily against Iran. And Trump was the person who took out Qasem Soleimani, mm -hmm. the head of the IRGC. When America's appeasing Iran, what argument can these Arab leaders give their own people of why they're moving into peace with Israel? There's a flip side to this. The second Biden ends his policy of appeasing Iran, the second they shift gears, you can move the Abraham Accords and expand it very quickly. Folks, strong stuff. And now that Ron Dermer is the Minister for Strategic Affairs, a key position in Prime Minister Netanyahu's new government. And essentially, Dermer is going to be the point man between Washington, D.C. and Jerusalem. Now that he's in that role, we'd love to follow up with Ron and interview him again. I'm sure he's got a lot to say. And We'll hopefully have more details about what exactly went down in his meetings in D.C. in the days to come. Hey, live stream tomorrow here on the channel. Tomorrow is, let's see, January 11th already between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern time here on the channel. Be sure to join us live and bring your questions for our Q&A session. It's going to be good. Until then, thanks for joining us today. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.